This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. We are the lads from the who knows what over the next 90 minutes we'll be talking about that great win against Swansea uh, the, the game against Brentford and lots of other things. So on our fan cam tonight, with his microphone turned off, is currently Michael. Did you know? <laughs> keep your mic on, keep your mic on, Mike. Keep your mic on, Mike. Mike, Mike keep your mic on. <laughs> <laughs> with a normal rabble, Mr Paul Hipkiss. Good evening, all. Uh, Mark, Andrew, Adams. Hello, everybody. Good Mrs evening. Brown. <laughs> Happy good self. Sponsored, of course, by Ball Sports, principal sponsor of Birmingham City Football Club in conjunction with SAS Autos, our good friends at Borsley Labour Club, the Garrison Coffee Company and the Blues Trust, and, of course, our lovely friends at Accessi Blues. Right, on with the show we go. Now, we have picked up probably one of the most important wins of the season uh, the other night. Missed a penalty, then got another penalty right, right to death. If that's the way we're going to win games, great. We'll have it. We'll take it all the time. Paul? Fantastic. Um, I've got to say that was the best referee I've seen at the Blues for a long, long time. Yeah. Um, he had a he had a 10 out of 10, didn't he? I didn't, couldn't fault him in any way. He got everything spot on and had a great game. But as for the players, I mean, every single one of them, 110%, you know. And if you're going to play for Lee Bowie, you can tell straight away, can't you, that you've got to give at least, the minimum requirement is 100% effort. And, you know, we were I thought we were excellent to a man and well worth the three points in the end. And I could feel it in my water, you know, that, Obviously, I won't mention his name, but that ex-Villa player on their bench coming on and I just had the feeling inside my water <laughs> that he was going to come on and score. And, you know, um, I'm just so glad I was wrong. And um, it was another ex-Villa player that scored for us. <laughs> oh, that's two £10 points you've had already. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but well worth it for the three points, Nick. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, um, but yeah. And, and yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And he split me in here again on the, on the final minute, mate. <laughs> <laughs> And Michael, thought, what was your take on the game? Michael, your take. Well, um, oh, that's a good clue. What you have to do, Mike, you have to listen. Yeah, right? yeah. When you, ask the question, you have to answer it. It's really easy on here, mate. <laughs> yeah, got a bit of a Lowry going on in the background. A little, a little, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you bite off me later. 
A sloppy pair of blue yeah. shirt. Cheers, pal. I, I thought it was decent. Um, a manly performance, workmanlike. That's what we want to see. That's what Blues fans are all about. It's not silly, silly, silly football to me. No. You know, I, I don't care about formations. Formations, as someone famously said, don't win games, players do. Yeah. That's what it is for me. That's what being a Blues fan is about. Yeah, hundred mm, percent. Yeah, yeah. We, we've never yeah. played pretty football, have we? Really, even when we did well, going back to the Premier League, you'd have the odd game where we'd win three, three or four nil or five nil sometimes. But remember yeah. the Portsmouth one. But yeah, you know, over overall, we're exactly what Michael's just said. All about you know workman type, you know, a workhorse eleven, putting a shift in and grinding out the result. And you know, that's exactly what we did on Friday night. Did you yeah. see? And I love this bit, right? Duke's reaction when that penalty went in. Yes. Yes, like that boom. Mm, mm. You know what, mate? You've missed one. You've been taken off, and you're still quite happy to celebrate that penalty, uh, that penalty, and the win. Nice one, right on, Juki. <laughs> Got to say happy birthday to Mark Adams for last Friday. Uh, congratulations! Right. Yeah, I think you've just hit forty now, haven't you? Yeah, it's quite old, isn't it? It's quite old. Oh, hang on, I've, I've just, um, I've just done my first forty-five. The whistle's blown on my first forty-five. Yeah, right, okay. Good five. <laughs> oh, I think it, was, it looks a lot older. Uh, hey, what? <laughs> you related to Linda? Yeah. Uh, to Linda? No, no, it's not. Yeah, grandson. <laughs> that was a nice. That was. It was Friday, wasn't it? Your birthday, Mark? Was a nice yeah, it was. So it was a, yeah, so it was a good, um, a good um, end to the day. Um, yeah. It was a brilliant end to the day. Really, I thought we were absolutely fantastic. Best performance in months. I've got to say, and I'm sure people can relate that have got kids to sleep in bed when we're playing these night games because they're a nightmare when when you're oh, on. And when we yeah. scored that penalty, you know, I had to do the quietest, like, most passionate, loudest celebration yeah. known to man. <laughs> right, know. when we get back in studio, Paul, I'm going to bring in my sound meter and we're going to see who can shout the loudest out of all four of us. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely me. When it's got, it can't be any louder than me when the Blues score, honestly. I think, yeah, we, yeah. you know, my mum and dad know about it and they're about two miles up the road, yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, Nick, can I just say that we are, we're hoping we're, we're, five Cardiff nil, Sheffield yeah. five Cardiff nil. Uh, which, oh, we're, no. we're hoping that Stephen Cordwell will um, join us shortly. I think he's having difficulties, so uh, he will join okay. us. There you go. He's having a few technical difficulties, so there you go. Uh, yeah. We'll get him on as soon as possible. Good old. Does any, do, do, sorry, Nick. Does anyone know what Hogan actually said to the goalie when he scored the no. penalty? No, I don't know. I think no. I think I think if you look at him running up, you can tell that he's kind of like. I think he's shouting something to him, isn't he? Is he about to take it or he's kind of yeah. like waving his arms? He just mm. tried to put him off, basically, wasn't he? And, yeah, yeah. you know, when the ball goes in the net, it was just, you know, it was just uh, a few exchange of words, really, just sort of throwing it back at him, <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah. That could be our oh, well. new competition. What did he say? Yeah. <laughs> any, lipper, any, Camp- any of our fans literally <laughs> about there? Camp's better than you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. But no, it's, it's, I think on the field now, we look like we've turned a corner. We've got the, the right man for the job uh, mm. moving forwards. I do you take think... credit for it, Paul. Sorry, I'm taking all the credit for that one. <laughs> but I just, I just, you know, for me, just papers over the cracks until we get it right in the boardroom, you know. Um, and, you know, the, 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 the guys out there putting all the effort in to, to demonstrate and, you know, protest the dong out banners everywhere. You know, I want to give him credit because I hope mm-hmm. he gets the message and leaves eventually, yeah. you know. If they persist with it, I'm hoping he does. Do you think he's getting the message? How can you be so unliked at a football club and just carry on? Blase. I, 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 yeah. You could, I, I can't get my head around it. We've said I mean, it that before. One, that one banner know. I saw, the one banner I saw that sort of, you know, points out all the, you know, things that have happened since he's been here over the four years 
it's quite scary, really, when you look at it, isn't it? <laughs> Very. Yeah. You know, and, and leadership starts from the top, and the CEO is, you know, it all starts from the CEO in any business, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chris Brown, have we had any feedback off the Blues Trust re reference to sale of the ground yet? Uh, no, I believe that. I believe there was a meeting um, last week, and as soon as I find out more, I will let you know. And Stephen Caldwell is entering the room, I believe. And Linda oh. Magnum, anybody else that knows any information on that one, please do let us know. Get in touch. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah. mm -hmm. Greetings, Mr. Caldwell. Hey guys, sorry. Hey, I'm, here. <laughs> I'm a nightmare. It's difficult with this time difference, but I got held up my meeting there, so my apologies. Is my time difference in Scotland? <laughs> I'm in Canada. A <laughs> <laughs> second foray into Canada in two weeks. We were with um, Big um, Big Kevin. Kevin Francis. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Big Kev, Super Kevin Francis. He was on last week with us. Uh, so. Two weeks on the trot into Canada. You know, we go worldwide on a talk show. Oh, yes. So we do it all for charity on a Monday morning. <laughs> where right, Stevie. Do you know? Does anyone know whereabouts Big Kev is in Canada? Calgary. Calgary. Calgary, yeah. Calgary, yeah. 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 Nice, nice. Yeah, what part of Canada are you, Steve? I'm in Toronto. Uh, the posh bit. Yeah. That's like Dolly yeah. Olive calendar, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's like, a, it's like an American city, Toronto. Yeah. yeah. Very, uh, what major... What, what, what made you move there then, Stephen? Was it after you played in the MLS, like you just stayed over there after sort of and went up to Canada? Yeah, was... no, I played in Canada. I played for TFC. Oh, so okay. I played for Toronto, so I was always here. And then I worked with the organisation that owns the hockey team and the soccer team, and mm. so I stayed a bit with that. And then just yeah, I've been here ever since. I love it, guys. It's a great place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's good. Oh, sorry, Steve. Yep. We across a grizzly bear. Sorry. Have you ever come across a grizzly bear? <laughs> no, there's no grizzly. I've got one in the front room here, kid. <laughs> <laughs> I've met her. She's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even doing that 15 tonight because my belly's hurting. Now, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, dear. Sorry, Mark. What was you going to say, Mark? No, I was going to ask Steve. Were you, were you there when um, Jermaine Defoe was there? I was. I was with Jermaine oh, yeah. for uh, nine months or whatever it was. Yeah, he was... Uh, yeah. He was terrific. He was a great guy, actually, got in really well with him, and he, he did well, and then I think he just had enough pretty quickly. He just wasn't what he expected, the MLS, and mm. I think he like, missed the kind of, you know, it's a different game here, football, you know, so I think he missed the sort of passion and that, you know, and he wanted to be mm. back. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, so did you enjoy your time with us, Stephen, then? So you, you obviously started your career at um, Newcastle, wasn't it? Was it Newcastle yeah. you started out? I did. I started at Newcastle. Um, yeah, I left school Scotland, went to Newcastle. Um, loved it at the time. I mean, Newcastle was a massive club. It was, you know, competing for Premier League titles. It's like you tell kids these days about Newcastle and they think the modern yeah. day Newcastle. But back then in the kind of mid-90s, it was one of the places to be. It was hard to tell if Manchester United would win all the titles or if Newcastle would win them. So, um yeah. It was a big place for me to go and I felt like it was close enough to home and just had this good feeling about going there that I chose them. I had a few options, uh, luckily, and I chose them. And I loved it. I was there pretty much in the northeast for about 10 years because I went straight to Sunderland after that. Mm. So I love playing football in that area. It's, uh, it's pretty passionate. People Ooh, love football. That's, that's yeah. a bit naughty, isn't it? Going from, going from Newcastle to Sunderland. Oh, that's like crossing the 838. It's just not yeah. going... It's a big decision. Lee Clark did that, didn't he? Bit of Lee Clark. Yeah, Clark. Yeah, Lee Clark. Yeah, Clark. Yeah, Clark. Yeah, Clark. Yeah, Clark. Yeah, Clark. Yeah,
Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. So throughout your career, then I'm getting well, you would have played with some absolute world class players, wouldn't you? The Shearers and the yeah, you know, um, Peter Beasley was was Peter Beasley at Newcastle then in '97. Yeah. Yeah, I never played with Peter. Peter was he was playing in '97, but I was only about 16, 17 then. So I, I knew Peter pretty well. He actually coached me a bit with the youth team, um, but I never got to play with Peter. But I played with Alan and I played with Rob Lee and Gary Speed and uh, yeah, who else was there? Dyer. Ginola. With Ginola. No, I, I never played with Ginola. Bit bit right. young for uh, that as well. But I saw the guys. I used to. You know, I used to go down there when I was a kid, when I was like 14, 15, and um, be part of the match the experience and that, which before I signed, and it was just amazing. What a time to be in Newcastle and oh, you can imagine. be part of that group of players. Yeah. yeah. And who was your club as a kid? Who was your club as a kid? Go on, Paul, get up your head. So I was just going to say, who was your club as a kid growing up like that you supported? Uh, Celtic. I was a Celtic yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, my uncles were a big Celtic guy, so they used to run supporters buses and stuff like that so I was always going to Celtic games and yeah I, I kind of quickly like realized that my dad always used to say you can't support a team if you're a football player mm. like you know, and that so I really had that yeah. mindset and I've I've carried that on you know I love the teams that I played for but I'm not I'm you look really at the table you've got, you got Newcastle Sunderland Blues they're all like sleeping giants aren't they and they're all in the doldrums each and every one it's not your fault is it there's no kind of link there is that <laughs> I played with, I was on the one at Leeds for six months. I played with Leeds, Birmingham, Newcastle, Sunderland. Um, yeah, Wigan's not a very big club and, and Burnley did well when I was there. But I played with some great clubs. Like, I'm very proud to have played with some of the clubs. I really uh, yeah, I mean, I mean uh, you're looking at huge clubs as well, aren't you? Yeah, yeah I mean, it's more than got, just the size. The people involved. He's mad for them. The people involved, you know, it's like to me, it's all about the the support and the the love for the club, the love, you know, this this the city. Like to me, it's like it's more than just like what happens on the field, you know. That's why I'm like, you know, I love my time at Birmingham because, like, to me, I was surprised because you know I never really lived in Birmingham, but most people that I met in the city were like Birmingham City fans, one of Aston Villa fans, you know. And I <laughs> yeah, so back in the derby then. <laughs> Oh, I never played in a derby, no. Oh, man, what a shame. I've seen you, I, I like to reminisce on our days when we were good, you know, in the Premier League. <laughs> and I'll see, you, I'll, I'll see you pop up quite a bit. I mean, I remember you played against us for Leeds, didn't you, when, when Mikel Forsell got a couple and yeah. I think Brian, Brian Hughes got a couple Brian, as well, didn't yeah. they? Um, yeah. And um, I, I remember you playing, um, my, dad's, my dad's 60th birthday, actually, he led the teams out when we played Burnley at home when Christian Benitez, God bless him, got the winner and you was Burnley captain. Yeah, um, in that game, and we I think we won one nil, wasn't it? Yeah, Benitez. Yeah, and, um, last game you know, of the season, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you yeah, was yeah. you was Burnley's captain in that one as well. But yeah, so so how did it come about to finish up playing for us in the end? Then was you sort of it, it, was it Burnley you came to us from? Um, I came from Wigan. So Wigan, I went, sorry, I left Burnley and I went to Wigan for a year with Martinez and. Um, Yes. I got. Sorry, yeah. I'd been injured a lot, and I got my career back in track at Wigan, but I never played as much as I wanted. So I, um, I was looking around to, to to go to another club. Like I was, I only signed like a one year kind of bridge deal, and I loved it. I learned a lot, but yeah, I was I wanted to play, so I was looking around, and um, I got a call for Chris Hutton, and <laughs> yeah. he, um, he wanted to meet with me and invite me up to the Malmaison to have a chat and see what I thought and, and find out if we'd be a good fit. And um, yeah, it was. It was an easy decision. We spent two or three hours talking about the game and the club and where he wanted to take us. And 
yeah, like uh, I know Birmingham. I know how great a club it is. You talked about some of the times I've played at St Andrews with other teams and some of the great Birmingham City sides. But yeah, it was it wasn't a hard decision for me to make once I. I heard Chris's vision and he kind of understood what I was as a player and what my strengths and weaknesses were. And um, that to me was kind of important by that. I was like 30 by that point. So I, if a guy thought I was going to like run into channels all day and stuff and, and, and cover like with my pace, it was going to be a problem. So he was well clear what I was good at and um, he wanted me for that very reason. So it was easy decision. Yeah, yeah. And that's that first season with us, obviously, was, you know, the Europa League, wasn't it, under Chris Shooting and such a fantastic season and we were, you know, in the end we were unlucky against Blackpool, weren't we, in the two legs in the playoffs and, mm. you know, but that season as a whole, you know, it, it, I mean, it was just a great season, wasn't it, it overall? Was great, Chris, great Chris, Chris Burke, Chris Burke was banging the goals in Marlon mm. King who we yeah. had on the other week. Um, you know, Chris Wood up front with Marlon King and Nathan Redmond and, you know, we had a great, we had some great players, didn't we, in that season? Yeah, yeah it was it was a great time to be um, a Birmingham City player. It was just a lot of excitement around the club. Um, uh, yeah, it was one of my favourite seasons in you know seventeen years as a professional. It was just amazing, just the Europa League campaign, and I'd played in Europe before with Newcastle a little bit, but you know I, I never thought I'd get that chance again. So to, to yeah. have an opportunity to play in Europa League group stage was amazing, and um, so I just put goosebump alert around. <laughs> yeah, it was great. The, the European nights at St Andrews were special, weren't they? The atmosphere was just electric. Yeah, the the one the one against National was probably like top five, ten games of my career. You know, it was just it was absolutely incredible. I've never heard a stadium that loud in my life. It was just mm. uh, it was just an amazing. You know, the hairs in the back of my neck are standing up just thinking about it. You know, it was amazing. Yeah, we uh, we we could feel the energy coming from the stands, and we were we were building a bit of a spirit and culture at that point. That was, you know, probably our biggest strength. I'd say that team. You know, the way we stuck together and the way that we kind of uh, ground things out. You know, I, I don't know if we were like the most talented team, but we uh, mm -hmm. we were a tough team. Not many people wanted to play against us. Definitely, yeah, absolutely. I'm just just going to say, Paul, it's strange because. The Carling Cup team have been decimated, so it was almost starting from a, you know, a clean sheet, and then mm -hmm. the players, we as fans, felt it. We were like, you know, it was just weird. All the Carling Cup like, lads were going; they just won us the cup, and it's almost like, oh, we're a bit down, really. But then, you know, this new set of players came in, and we all took it to our hearts, sort of thing. Mm, did the business? Yeah, I think yeah. the the the, the um, I have to say, and I've, I've said this to someone else recently, but the, the guys that were leaving, you know, there's probably like that usual like month, few weeks where. Barry Ferguson and, and Ben Foster and um, um, I'm drawing a blank here, Scott Dan. Yes. Roger uh, Johnson. Big Roger. Johnson, yeah. They were still there and, and they were mm. tremendous. You know, they, they weren't causing a hassle. They, you know, they were leaving and it was going to be a matter of time, but they were they were really great to us, you guys, and really had sort of respect and, and mm. you know, and, and the club, you know, and just did things right and got their moves and that and, and, and stuff like that. But it was just... Um, it was it was a great transition, and I have to say the guys really helped with that. They were they were tremendous because I've been places before where you know guys want moves and they can be really awkward. None of the guys were they were uh, they were really terrific with the new boys. That's yeah. good today. Uh, bringing Michael in off our fan cam this week. This is uh, introduce you to Michael. And uh, you got any questions or any thoughts or comments you'd like to make to Steve, mate? <laughs> I'm in awe to be honest. I'm sitting here listening. <laughs> <laughs> what you're in awe. 
Not, not, it, not with me, it's only me, mate. It's only me, mate. You're all right. <laughs> no, you, it's, it's not you, Nick, honest. It's that yeah. jigsaw you were doing. <laughs> no, I, I suppose, I suppose for, for one question um, is when, when leaving the Blues, um, was that his decision? Was that your decision, Steve? Um, no, it wasn't my decision. It was, it was more like they weren't going to give me the same money and I don't think that near the end of my time <laughs> that Lee Clark and I were... We're seeing no, I wouldn't say seeing eye to eye, that's wrong because you know, he's a hero of mine. I, I've known Lee Clark since I was 15. And great interview we had with him the other week, mate. Absolutely superb interview with him the other week. He's a terrific yeah, man, he is. He's a terrific man, and um, and he's done a great job at, at, at a lot of teams, you know. But I just it just never worked that year, you know. And there's no hard feelings when you get older, you realize it can't always be. Be perfect, but it was very different for Chris Hutton's Birmingham City. So mm. it was a tough year, and um, I was really drained and burnt out after that year. Um, you know, it was very kind of traumatic, and like I was really shocked. I thought we were going to win the championship at the start of that season after the season we had before, and you know we signed a couple of on paper some great guys, Dan Ambrose and Hayden Mullins, um, yeah. Logan yeah. Cannes. You know, I thought, wow, a couple of three great additions there, and. With the guys that we've got will win the league, you know, and then it just never worked out. And um yeah, it's it's disappointing because I you know, I got in really well with Lee, but it just never happened. And so it was obvious that I was gonna leave. And um yeah, I don't I, I can't actually remember. I don't think there was a contract offer on the table, but I wouldn't have signed it if there was because I needed to go. It just mm, wasn't awesome. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Not blues related, but the grizzly bear has finished my jigsaw. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So when you when you when you first signed for blues, just for a bit of fun, like was there many good and bad initiation songs? <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a lot of new boys, wouldn't there? I mean, God, we must have brought in I don't know six, seven, eight players. So um, yeah, it took us a while to get going, actually. But oh, a great bunch of guys, like. Uh, I've always said this, but like when you wake up on a Saturday morning, you've got a game at 3pm and you kind of know what you're going to get off your teammates and, um, and you know, efforts are not, is a minimum kind of thing. You feel good about the game, you know, and I, I very rarely woke up in that first season unsure about what team we're going to take the field. I just knew that we were going to be committed and we were going to compete and, you know, we're going to give everything to win the game and, we played like that the entire season. We played some great stuff and we had some proper men involved in that team. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I particularly stand out for me. I mean, yourself and Curtis at the back and, you know, in the middle, I really enjoyed watching Wade Elliott that season and, you know, Chris Burke down the right, Redmond down the left and Wood and King up front. I'd say to this day, that's the best team we've had since, you know, we've, we were relegated 10 years ago. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. Right. I think you're right. Some top players there. Like we, mm. we had a very good friend of mine. We played at Burnley and Birmingham. We got really close at Birmingham. We, we actually lived together in the second season just to because um, we were hanging out all the time. So um, yeah, a very underrated player with Delhi. So smart, really Brilliant. good in space. Yeah, I was surprised. I was surprised his career didn't really take off. To be honest with you, because uh, you know you could see you got it, couldn't you? Mm. Mm. Yeah, he was, I don't know, he's probably like 30-something when he got to Birmingham, but he was terrific at Burnley as well, and he had some offers to leave, but we just got promoted, and they gave him a great deal, and yeah, he's, he, he should have played He should have played 100 times in the Premier League, he was that good, but just never yeah. got for him, you know? 
Mm. Some of his goals as well stick in my mind. I mean, the one at Leeds, I think it was in the cup, wasn't it? That was an absolute worldie. Yeah. And yeah. He got one against, was it against Middlesbrough as well, when he chested and volleyed it on the edge of the box? That was another world. Yeah. He scored some special goals, didn't mm. he? Yeah, he did. And in Europe, yeah. 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 Was it Crystal Palace that season as well that we give a pretty good idea uh, at St Andrews? And I think Bert, Chris Burke got a couple. And I remember Fahey as well getting a great goal as well yeah. in that game. Yeah, yeah the good season that year as well. Keith Keith was really good. He was so consistent yeah. that year. Yeah, you know we had strength in depth. We had a great first eleven and quality players to come on as well to replace the first eleven as well. Like you say, it was usually mm. the first eleven, wasn't it, every week? But then you know you had quality players on the bench as well to come on, didn't you? If, if required. Mm. Yeah, we never had a massive squad, but we had um, we had like like you said, you know, five or six like really good kind of subs or whatever, or guys that could come in. So we were um, we were consistent. I think the number of games cost us in the end. I um, I ruptured my adductor at Ipswich, I think it was, and I missed the the playoffs. And um, Bose broke his finger. Bose Mile. So we we kind of like lost two or three starters. I seem to remember which. Yeah, and I think that we we just run out of steam a little bit. We what did we play like sixty three games in a season? Yeah, crazy, you know. Yeah, and and Zigic as well getting his four goals at Leeds. Um, yeah. That game oh, was pretty. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was, yeah. That was special. Wasn't it? That year, he was very effective, big Ziggy. You well, know, he gave us that different dimension, and you know, came up with his moments as well. So he's a great example of that kind of that strength when we we kind of went to the bench or we went to somebody else. Zigic always seemed to deliver. Yeah, oh, yeah. The game, the game, game's just finished, guys. Uh, Sheffield 5, Cardiff 0. Oh. Oh. Okay. Oh, thanks for that. No, um, I was going to say, going back to that era, us as fans used to go to the games and it was actually enjoyable. It wasn't a chore to go down the Blues. It's actually, mm. you'd look forward to every game because you knew yeah. you'd see some goals. Those are the days. Mm. Those are the mm. days. Unlike now. Knew what you was going to get there, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Are we are we getting any sorry God are we getting any comments coming in from our viewers because I can't see any yeah there's, there's anyone else yeah there? yeah it's quite loud yeah yeah, yeah. right okay because mm-hmm. I can't I can't see any at my end for some reason which is here we strange. go I'll try to keep an okay. eye on them for you okay yeah no worries but um, Craig's asking me to ask you Craig Courtney's just asking um, can you ask Stephen about the Bruges game um, and what what and what it was like when the players walked out to the sound of keep right on eight thousand plus Blues fans having the ultimate party. <laughs> oh, <it's- laughs> It was wild. I um, two of my buddies actually went to that game. One of them was a big Man U fan, and he's he's followed Man United everywhere. But he wanted to come and and, and support me and watch the game. And he's he's been everywhere, like all over Europe with Man United. And he said it was it's the best European trip he's ever been on. He's not <laughs> yeah. even a Blues fan. He just said it was incredible. They got in the boat and they they came over and they you know they enjoyed the city and then went to the game. And um, oh, it was it was an incredible night. It was just um. To have that level of support behind you and you know a good British team, we um we played really well. We obviously got that late goal, which just put the the cherry yeah. on the egg on the cake. So it was um it was one of the special nights. Like I had to that season, like Chris was always trying to rest me in the uh, in the Europa League games, and I was like begging on please play me. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, oh, no, thirty plus take a rest, you play at the weekend and the, the, the championship, oh, I really want to play. So a couple of times, I, I don't think it was that one, but a couple of times I managed to persuade them to put me in the team and um, and play in the games because they were just such great games to play and it was um, it was a special time. 
And who would we have had in your... I'm just trying to think who would have played instead. Oh, it would have been probably Pablo Ibanez. Pablo. It? Yeah, Pablo yeah. was the kind of replacement there. Um, I don't know who else would play there, actually. I don't think Curtis got injured that season. I think he played nearly... Oh, he was, he was immense, wasn't he, that season? Oh, I mean, we had a good partnership. We just... Yeah. Uh, we kind of complimented each other, their styles of play, and we, we came up with a real kind of way of playing where you know, I played a little bit higher and sort of like attacked everything and he covered with his pace and uh, yeah. it worked really well. Yeah. Was he the best player you played with at the back? In, best central partner you played with in your whole career or was it someone better? No, I played with Woodgate in Newcastle. Woodgate was, oh. was absolutely Yeah, no, he was, Woodgate was, had everything. He had pace, he could read the game, he could Oh, he was he was like another level, but yeah, yeah no. Curtis was up there. Curtis was one of the best partnerships that I had for sure. That first season, we were we were pretty solid, and you know it was that weird feeling with the way Chris had set us up when we were winning a game like one nil in sixtieth minute. You just had that feeling like there's no way we're conceding a goal here. We're just like we've got this tied up. So it was um, it was a combination for me playing with Curtis and having like Chris's structure that. Yeah. probably made that the best defensive team I ever played in like I played yeah. with some great guys at Newcastle but we're always about scoring goals and going forward and and this was like a nice balance I think where we were, were pretty solid when we had to be yeah 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 uh, okay, so in from Linda Magna here we go back onto the football ground again we definitely have an ACB which is an asset of community value an ACB in place Birmingham Council was slow when we renewed Blues Trust we were in correspondence about it Almagia has written a good piece today, which he has liaised with us about. Keep right on. Yeah, and thank is. you to all those who joined last week, nine new members. It does mean that the land can only be used for football purposes. Shops, houses, it stops them from being built on the ground for now. Mm. That's good. For now. That's for now. For now. Yeah. Uh, Jason Donoghue wants to know, does Steve watch any Blues games at all? You get round to watching any, Steve? Uh, I don't actually. I don't. Mm. I don't watch a lot of the championship guys. Unfortunately, it's it's kind of hard to get here. Although mm. um, I have caught them now and again, but um, yeah, like I keep in touch with with some fellas. So I'm I'm gladly Boyer's the manager. I, I played with Lee at Newcastle for a season, and um, uh, you know I know him and great guy. And I think I think you guys will tell me better, but. I don't know if the last guy who Karanka was the right the right fella for a job. So no, I'm glad no, he's no. gone. Right. Someone who understands no. the club. And that was unfortunate, you know, because you, you don't like to see anybody lose a job. You want to see everybody do well at your football club. And, um, you know, I mean, where would we be now if we were sat on top of the league with him? We'd, we'd have been praising him to, mm-hmm. you know, the best thing that's happened for us for 20, 30 years. It didn't work out. We move on. We've now got Lee. We've picked, <laughs> up, we've picked themselves up a little bit more. And... Um, you know, it, it seems to be seems to be working at the moment. Good luck to him. Yeah, we carry on. Yeah. we carry on. That's what we do. I think he's just what what he's done. He's just gone back to basics. He's come in and he's playing everyone to their strengths. And mm-hmm. you know, he just demands one hundred and ten percent out of every single player which they're giving for that whole ninety minutes. You know, you can really see a massive difference oh, with them on massive, the massive. The whole the whole body, the demeanor yeah. of the players and the body language on the players is like night and day. You know, well, especially, look, especially at St Andrews. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It looks like there's a weight off the shoulder, doesn't it? Yeah. Visibly, it looks like the, the, the confidence has come right back up. Yeah, which is great to see. Um, you know, so, yeah. 
That's all we ask. That's all we ask. So, yes. Stephen, we've, we've asked you to do... I'm, I'm conscious you're a bit pushed for time, are you? Do you have another call at... Um, I am, guys. I've got a call at three here. My time with, with MLS about some rule changes uh, before season starts. OK. <laughs> so, we asked, you to, uh, we asked you to do your 1-11, to 11, didn't we, from the players that you played with for us over the couple of years you were with us? Yeah. Um, so, should we do that now? Is that OK? Yeah, absolutely. Let's get in here. Yeah. Come on, then. Right, then, go ahead, then, with your 1-11. to 11. So okay, it, yeah. you want me to tell the whole team? Or? Yeah, tell us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell, yeah, us the, yeah. tell us the whole team, the captain and the manager, and um, your formation, please. Uh, the captain, Stephen Carr, um, for obvious reasons, a great leader yeah. and a, a terrific football player. Um, I, I got to play with him a number of times, not as much as I'd like, because he, he, he was kind of getting some injury issues by that point. Uh, but great man, great player, um, great leader. Um, yeah. Chris is obviously my manager, Chris Hutton. Um, yeah. Mm. One of the best I ever worked with. Really so diligent and organised and taught me a lot about structure and um, and leadership, basically. And um, the, yeah. the kind of way to coach, you know, and, and, yeah. and be true to yourself. And I thought that he did that better than most. He was, um, he just did things his way and um, people loved it. It was very clear what he wanted. Um Mm-hmm. So yeah, so so that's that's my captain and my uh, manager. My team would be probably four four two, four four one one. Yeah, it would be <laughs> Fozzie and goals. So Ben Foster and goals. Uh, it's quite a tough one for me that one because mm-hmm. I only played with Fozzie a little bit, but he was so good that I had to put him in there. And no disrespect to Bose, who was who was terrific as well behind Curtis and I for that season. But but Fozzie was special. Fozzie had. Um, Fozzie had everything really, you know, and um, yeah, one of the best I ever played with. Uh, right back would be Stevie, Stevie Carr. Yeah. Um, left back would be David Murphy. And again, another tough one because I was between Reggie and and, and Murphy. Um, and I kind of, I ah, probably played more with Murph, but, um, but, but Reggie and I played together a bit, even at centre back together sometimes. So, um, he was uh, he was a great player, but I went for Murph um, because I sort of played a bit more with him. And then the centre backs would be would be Curtis Davies and and Pablo Ibanez. It's just yeah. a brick wall, isn't it? It's a brick wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, you know, we, we don't need Donald Trump to build one. You've just done it. <laughs> we talked about Curtis. You know, he was just he was so consistent, and he was um, yeah, come up with a goal. He could defend the. Yeah. He was very good. Um, so Curtis was um, was an easy choice. Pablo was was um, great guy and was actually a really good defender and sort of like I guess he was like the third centre half a lot that season. But uh, but definitely a a guy who I respected and got on really well with. He um, he had that horrific injury and bruise, didn't he? When, I was say, uh, oh my god, I'll never forget that. I thought he was dead, man. He was just lying there. <laughs> He was just like so still. It was it was a horrible moment, real sick feeling in the stomach. Yeah, was, that was yeah. I remember that. Yeah, it was crying. Yeah, was it yeah. door, door. It was indoor when it was crying. He was crying. He was yeah. really to get him together. He was like losing it, poor guy. Yeah. And then we, um, yeah, ten minutes later, he was he was awake. He was fine. Yeah, that's a couple of weeks with concussion protocol. But he was he was absolutely fine. Like when we got in the changing room, sort of ten minutes later. So. Um, yeah, that was a relief. Uh, but yeah, a good solid defender and um, someone who could be consistent midfield. Um, yeah, Burke on the right. He was Chris Burke was 
was a player of the year that season. Just unbelievable, his performances. Just run all day and assists and goals. And I think around about that time, one of the best players I ever played for Birmingham, in my opinion. It was a spectacular season. Um, on the left would be John Bossesjour. Oh, yeah, he was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, uh, sort of between left back. He's probably a wing back, Bossesjour. He was like, not quite yeah. a linear and not really a full back. So he was just kind of in between. But back in the days when we were spoiled for choice, that left hand side, John played um, played a bit higher. Um, and then my midfield two would be Keith Fahey, who I thought had a terrific season mm-hmm. uh, and was was uh, in many ways an underrated player. He was, um, he could yeah, really Keith. He, was. he was very good, very good at what he did. And, and Inspector bes- beside him, and I can't okay. specs in the side because, mm-hmm. yeah, he was he was again, he was just one of the guys you want in your team. He could fight, he could grind it out. He, he played a lot of games at right back in Stevie's absence, um, but then he played. Central midfield as well, so I put him in there, and then for the top two, I'm going to go with Wavy as the number ten, Wade Elliott, uh, in between the lines, which was his biggest strength. Just kind of played off the left sometimes, didn't he? But but whenever he found that space between the lines, he used to, you know, such a smart player. I love trying to find him in there, and then Marlon King up top. What a team! Good Marlon. Yeah. What a team! Yeah. And, and would you say um, Stephen Gill's asking? I've, I've just had a comment come in. Just asking me to ask you, Stephen Gill, one of our fans, is asking you, can you ask Stephen who his favourite gaffer in his whole career that you played for was? Would he be yeah, appreciated? He's up there, guys. He really is. It's, um, yeah. Yeah, like, you, th- you think back and I really got on the best with Chris. Like, I got a, I got on really well with Ryan Nelson when I was in Toronto. It was more of a friendship than, than a kind of manager-player relationship because I was older by then. But um, but I really got on well with Chris and and... I really respected them. Um, Sir Bobby Robson taught me so much, of course, but me and him oh, were wow. yeah. wow. getting the team back then. We would have our, our clashes. So I always think of what I learned from some of these guys. You learn something from everybody. You know, mm. you really do, good and bad. And But yeah, Chris was great guy. Just, just a terrific human being. And I think that's um, a very important thing because then you go that extra, extra yard or two to try and, do the best for somebody like that and um Chris was a guy who we always wanted to to kind of like deliver for mm. you know mm. yeah mm. Uh, Wayne Steve. wants to know what ask Steve what was his best St Andrews moment and how much does the crowd make a difference uh, the crowd make a massive difference um but it's when it's full it's like one of the places to play um my best moment whew, Probably national game. Um, it's not really a moment; it's a ninety minutes. But um, yeah, it was it was really special. I just never never expected it. It sort of like came out the tunnel that game, and it was mm. it was rocking. And I'll never mm. forget uh, Dennis was our kit man. I, I can't remember his name. A great guy. And Dennis came in at the end, and he said, "I've not seen it since like that for many a year." And it really yeah. stuck with me. You know, I just felt like really like privileged yeah. that I played in that game. Goosebump alerts. I think I think I think it was one of those I think it was one of those occasions where you just you knew, you know, most of the stadium was blues because there's hardly any, you know, away fans. Away fans yeah. Not, yeah. It was unique, it was surreal, it was it was fantastic. It was, yeah, it was rocky. Yeah, yeah. And it was it was amazing, like young Nathan scored first and um you know, a, a lad from Birmingham come through the academy and the place, the roof nearly came off and I, I just think it was kind of so 
so sort of poetic that he was a guy that kind of started. Once we scored that first goal, we knew we had the beating of them. Yeah. And, um, it led to, you know, probably second would be the Bruges game at St Andrews, which was a tremendous yeah. match. You know, mm. when we came mm. back and we yeah. and we nearly won it. We should have won it, uh, but yeah, it was um, national mm. just for me. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And who were the who were the biggest jokers around in that squad in that group of players? Would you say it was the best? Any funny pranks or stories you can tell us about? <laughs> um, I think I had too many balls, guys. I, I can't remember a lot of the, the stories. <laughs> I don't remember like feelings, and it's yeah. funny. I can remember like the most minute things about a game, and then you know you kind of forget all the other stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah. Who would be a joker in that team? Um, it wasn't really. It actually wasn't really like a kind of joker team. It was like we just kind of got on with it. And yeah. Did yeah. Jobs. I, I, you know, I, I love the city. I lived in in the city. I lived. Um, right in the city for two years. My, my kids were in Newcastle at school and so I was, they were coming up at weekends and that. So I had a couple of different apartments in the city and I just loved being around Birmingham. It was brilliant city, just an amazing year. And then the second year, not so great, but yeah, it was more about the performances on the field. But um, yeah, like not a great, um, not a lot of jokers in that team, more about guys that meant <laughs> to play golf at Belfry every uh Every Wednesday, Stevie Carr and Reggie and I and different people come along have a game of golf at the Belfry and that. It was great times. Well, one great character... Well, right, right, you with, a question sorry, from Ray Paul. Uh, uh, yes. Stephen, did you ever do an apprenticeship and which players' boots did you clean from Ray Hall, bro? Yeah, it's a good oh, question. Wow. Good I, question. Did, I did do that. I was one of the last guys that cleaned boots, actually. Yeah. Uh, ended after that, yeah. Uh, I, had, I was a terrible boot boy, I'm sure. My, my guys were amazing. I had Ian Rush... When he was wow. at Newcastle. No. Wow. <laughs> Rushy had Nike Tempos, and I used to clean Rushy's Nike Tempos, and I had uh, John Beresford, left back. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, who else did I have? Well, I wasn't a great I used to Steve Watson. Wow. Steve Watson, who was my oh, coach, yeah, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> was my hero. He was the same size as me, and he had the new Preds, and I think Walter gave me a pair, or I stole them, or something, and he was throwing them out, and I just kind of grabbed them, and... Uh, I wore Watto's boots and I looked up to Watto a great deal. So, uh, yeah, I wasn't a great boot boy. I think uh, the guys used to complain about my quality of polishing. <laughs> I was trying to send you mine then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do, you, do you still follow the Blues? I mean, do you still look for the scores when when you can? I do. I still mm. I still care about every team that I played for. Yeah. Um, you know, you have that affinity at the club, you know, and you, you mm. certainly remember the good times, so... I do, like, you know, it was hard to watch when, when Caddy scored that goal, you know, when we nearly got relegated to League One. So yeah. more when I was back in the UK, I certainly followed those and, and see more yeah. one. And coming out here, it's like, you know, there's only so much football you can watch. So, you know, most of my focus is on MLS and, and Premier League and Champions League and Europa League. So um, I don't watch so much of the Championship, but I certainly want. Birmingham to get back to their best. And I, I believe they're a club that should be in the Premier League. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. What's the difference between crowds at MLS and uh, crowds in like in, in, when we were in the Premier League? MLS is an experience. MLS is about a day. It's family. <laughs> you have a beer in the in the seats, and you know you walk around the concourse, and you yeah. get a hot dog, and you know you score a goal, and there's probably only like seventy percent of the fans are actually watching. The field. <laughs> <laughs> Some blues games, like. Yeah, it's actually like I've went to loads of sports in North America, and. Um, the basketball and the hockey and the baseball, like they're, they're days out and they're fun in the regular season, as they call it. Mm. And then the playoffs come 
and it just ramps up to 100 like right away you know where none of that's going on the atmosphere is like as good as any kind of English stadium usually within an arena but you know I've been to some Blue Jays playoff games that are just rocking you know so and BMO Field's been like that as well with the success that TFC's had so I've been calling the games in my capacity as a broadcaster now with TSN so um it's different, but it's it's certainly growing, and it's um, it's in many ways it's it doesn't have that toxicity that, yeah. that the stadiums in the UK have, which make them special. But sometimes <laughs> like, this is actually quite nice. Like I've been on my like my, kids, like my kids go to the game even when they were like ten, eleven, and I'm broadcasting the game, and they're just kind of like walking around the stadium, and I'm totally fine with that. You know, I don't know if I'd be alright with that at Ellen Road or. Or somewhere else, you know, so uh, or, or St Andrews or St James's, but um, yeah, it's different, but it's it's growing, guys. It's going to be mm. it's going to be a significant league. It's North America, and there's plenty of money, and it's just going to grow and grow yeah. and grow. And grow and point that, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I was going to say, Steve, have you got any uh, mementos from from your days of blues? Got any souvenirs or shirts or anything? I have actually. I should have brought it up because it's here in Canada. So I, I had like I don't know, maybe I had thirty shops for my career. And one time I was home, I'm like, I'm bringing back my favourite sort of seven or eight. And, and yeah. most of them, a lot of them are Birmingham City shirts, actually. It's kind of that's ironic. good. That's good to know. Europa. I've got that yellow Europa League one. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Warren and how does, it, how does it compare as a player then, playing for Birmingham, Newcastle and, say, Leeds? You know, obviously the crowd at Ellen Road, the crowd at St. St. James's Park and the crowd at St. Andrews. How do we come? How do they those three compare? Like as a player, when you're playing for all three clubs, like yeah, no, they're they're definitely on a level, you know. And I um, it's like choosing a kid. I would never like pick one over the other because <laughs> like they're all special to me, and I really mean that. And yeah, yeah. I was on the leads for like 17 games, but the, mm. the, that club will be in me till the day that I die. Like mm. it's a great, yeah, yeah. Like, oh yeah, great, great people, great fans, and. Ellen Road's one of the best places in the world to play when it's packed, as is St Andrews, as is St James. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Newcastle, like, the first club you go to when you grow up there, and that, it's has that kind of a special place. But I um, I don't choose because, like I said, I'm very proud to have experienced like, every one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And who had the biggest influence on your career as a player? Uh, oh, great question. Yeah. Um, the biggest influence was a, a guy called Tommy Craig. He um, he was my reserve coach at Newcastle. Oh, sorry, he, I think to, Tommy Craig. Mm, got, me. No. got me. Yeah, oh, yeah, got you back. Yeah, got yeah. You back. Well, I didn't lose you. What's yeah, Tommy. <laughs> Tommy was a terrific uh, coach. He, he gave me a lot of belief. Um, I had some tough times at Newcastle where it looked like they were going to release me and. The one guy that always believed in me was Tommy. He always felt that I had someone to make a career in the game. And um, yeah, I like it's tough times. I don't know where I'd be if I never had that that champion pushing me and telling me what I was capable of. So he's definitely a huge influence. My, my dad, mum and dad, of course, um, for the sacrifices they made to get me there. Mm. And, and then my heroes like Kenny Dugleish. He's um, he's yeah. a guy I work with. He wanted to sign me at Blackburn, and I met him. A number of times, and you know, like you're sitting at dinner with your your absolute hero. Yeah. He knows your name, he knows your parents. <laughs> it's, it's so surreal. Um, yeah, I can imagine. And uh, yeah. my manager at Newcastle, and we sort of kept in touch and stuff. And so, yeah, he's 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 always going to be my hero for his moments in a Scotland show. 
Great. Michael, are you still in awe or have you got any more questions? No, I, I was just about to chip in then, if I'm I uh, just wanted to know, um, Steve, who's the, the toughest centre forward you've ever played against? Oh, wow. Yeah, uh, Henri for sure, Terry Henri. Mm-hmm. He was um, he was unplayable. Like, he was, he was, he could do everything, you know, he could kind of come off and receive it and he could go in behind and, yeah, he was strong, he was powerful, he was smart, he was just, he was unplayable. Like, he's the, probably the one guy I was like, I don't know how to like stop this guy. He's just like <laughs> hanging on for dear life, just hoping that, that he, he doesn't have good moments. Um, I think I got him at his best a lot of times as well. I played in that game that they always show where he scored the four goals against Leeds at, at Highbury, where they had the invincible season, and that was just a remarkable team. But yeah, I was I was lucky. Um, I, I kind of played against them all. You know, I, I sort of like played against Ronaldo and I played against Rooney and I played against Van Nistelrooy and. Uh, you know, Canu and Bergkamp and mm. on and on, like the list is is long. So I'm I'm very fortunate. Um, never played against Messi, unfortunately. My brother did, so he's got that on me for sure. Um, but he was he was um, he played against Henri as well, and he said, mm. you know, back then there was they were, they were pretty much neck and neck around about 2006 um, when mm. he was at Barcelona. So. Yeah, uh, great moments. One that you guys will not be happy with, but I played against Juan Pablo Ankel when he was at Aston Villa. Oh, yeah. I couldn't believe he was everywhere. Yeah. He was good in the air. He could finish. He was. He could press the whole back line. He was such a good player. He was a good player. Good night, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I remember games. Right. You know, like I, I played he against Boxing when he was at Middlesbrough. I learned Boxing as well. He was yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He had size five feet, guys. His feet were like this. Oh, yeah. He's six foot two and his feet were tiny. <laughs> but he was a genius. His feet were like he could, he had such soft feet. He was some player. So I just remember the moments, the games, usually when you're getting embarrassed. But to me, it's like such a privilege. You know, you play against mm. these guys and you experience them. And there's not a lot of people that can say that. Uh, Ray, yeah. Ray wants to know um, question for Stephen do you have any regrets from your playing days no I don't actually nope. um, very very little like I, yeah, I could always I think you could always like think of some but I sort of want to, I wish to play the Ibrox um, or Parkhead I never got a chance to play at either stadium in my mm. entire career and yeah if you said that to me at like 16, 17 I would have I would have said certainly I will at some point. I never played any club football in Scotland, mm. um, which was weird as well. You know, I yeah. nearly went to Rangers once and never quite happened. And uh, actually, Alex McLeish was the manager. He almost signed me at Rangers and uh, never happened. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was no real regrets. Like, played with my brother with Scotland, like, played for Scotland, played for some great clubs, played at Wembley, mm. uh, played at Hamden, like, Ticked yeah. a lot of boxes, so I'm, I'm pretty privileged. Definitely. Would you? I mean, I know you settled settled in Canada now. Would you ever consider coming back to England or Scotland, or are you sort of happy now? You know. Yeah. Uh, I, I would always consider it because I think that you know if you you have aspirations to coach, you know I've just started coaching with the Canadian men's national team, so I'm an assistant there, and yeah, I love the game. Like mm-hmm. I think I've got a lot to give the game. Um, you know. I've got a couple of couple of businesses as well, which kind of gives me that diversity, which I enjoy because I, I think that at this point I, I like using my brain as well a little bit. So 
Yeah, I would, I would always consider it. I'm very settled here, I would say. Um, but if the right opportunity came along, I just know what I'm like. You know, I just, mm. I just like, I, I'm very passionate about football. And if somebody calls me up and they want, they've got a project and they, they know what I can bring to that project and it aligns with what I feel my strengths are, then usually I do it. Like, I, t- I tell you guys a funny story, but I nearly never ended up in Toronto. Like I was, they wanted me to come right after my Blues career uh, in May. And I needed a break. It was a tough season. My family were living in Newcastle. And I said, no way I can go in May. And my agent said, well, call Ryan Nelson and and see what, uh, you know, explain it to him. And yeah. I got on the phone and for 10 minutes, he was just so compelling that I agreed to go to Toronto in two days' time. And I went in May. And I went through May and June. And, you know, it was one of the best decisions I, I made. So I'm always like... Um, I always get influenced by people that that kind of like get me going, get me passionate. Yeah, so, chance yeah. came in England or Scotland, I would consider coming back. I can I can think of some good Canadian footballers in my time, but who are the best? Who are the best now? Oh, we've got a very exciting group of players. We've got obviously Alfonso Davies at, at Bayern Munich. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, wow, yeah, he's Canadian. Yeah, yeah. yeah. what about The most exciting talent that we've had in a generation. Um, uh, the guys like. Physically, I've never seen anything like him. He's just so quick and yeah. strong. And, uh, yeah, he's improving all the time. Uh, we have Jonathan David, who plays for uh, Lille in France. Yeah, yeah. Like number nine slash ten. He's banging in the goals at top of the league and in league on. So he's he's close to. He went there for um, I want to say like twenty twenty five million. So his next steps, like. To me, yeah. like, he got the Premier League for sort of 40 or 50 million and I don't think he's too far away for that. Uh, we've got Kyle Aaron and Atiba Hutchinson. Bang, uh, Kyle's banging in the goals at Besiktas and Atiba's been playing there for a decade. And um, Stakio, Stephen Stakio is playing in Portugal. Arfield's at Rangers. Um, we've got a couple of great young North Americans um, who are doing really well here. So we've got That's a good. nice player pool and we've got the talent coming through yeah, pushing yeah. Guys, you know, which is important. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's good. And I think the best player we've had at Birmingham Canadian is Paul Pesky Salido. Oh, Pesh, yeah. Yeah. Pesh, yeah. Pesh. Pesh, yeah. Great guy. Yeah, yeah, I know him pretty well. He's um he's a guy that uh, I always love bumping into whenever I meet him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he did quite yeah. well, didn't he? Yeah, very well. <laughs> well Pesh was really good, yeah. <laughs> where, where sorry sorry, Stephen. Um where do you stand with the World Cup sort of qualifiers and stuff? How are you doing with, with Canada? So it's pretty crazy, guys, because CONCACAF has 35 nations. Um, yeah. and, you know, no disrespect to some of them, but they're, they're sort of like way below the kind of standard. But but we're in a group right now where Suriname, Aruba, Cayman Islands and Bermuda. Um, and we just beat Bermuda 5-1 and we beat Cayman Islands 11-0. Oh. So we'll probably beat Aruba something similar. And Suriname will be a decent game because they've got a lot of Dutch uh, Eredivisie players play for them. Mm-hmm. And um, and if we win that, then we go into a playoff against probably Haiti, who are decent. And then we get into the, the eight-team Mexico, USA, Costa Rica, <coughs> Honduras, Jamaica, that sort of like... The big boys. The big so we, we need to make it there. Like with the talent we've got now, it's this is our time, you know? So that's the message we've been giving the guys. We should make it. Hopefully we will make it. And then I think we've got as good a chance as any for that sort of third place, you know, which will get us into the World Cup in mm-hmm. Qatar in 2022. 
Yeah. You know what? Really, a really good thing for yourself personally is working with the MLS. Like, the, the scene really hasn't taken off throughout America, North America, Canada, like football is in the UK. Yeah. But you're out there, you know, you're coaching and you're, you're kind of part of this at very early stage of what we probably all know is going to be something quite massive in the future. And, and you know, to be part of the conceptual stage of that, I think, is, is testament and credit to, to your own personal abilities, to be honest with you. Yeah. I, I appreciate you saying that. It's actually like something that's really important. I've thought about it. It took me three weeks to think about it, Steve. <laughs> I was going to say, there's some big words there. I hadn't heard you say them before. Oh, it, it, it really is like, you know, there's some things that very much frustrate me about football, soccer in North America, and you're pulling your hair out at times, but it's also nice to be somewhere that are kind of pioneering something and, you know, the national team's got a group of players that can do something significant and I've watched TFC grow for being, you know, this little 18, 20,000 seat stadium when I first got here to 30 plus and, you know, hoping to host World Cup games in 2026 and signing some some big guys and that. So there's, there's something to be said about being part of something kind of, not at the beginning, but really at the, the kind of growth spot and at the stages where we're starting to see significant change. So it's amazing. And I say this all the time, you guys might laugh at me and that, but this will be the biggest league in the world. And I don't know how long it'll take, 10 years, 20 years, 50 years, but like, no disrespect, but people want to live in Miami and LA and New York and Chicago. And this is where the money is, you know? So eventually, once this grows and catches on, I really believe that the biggest players in the world will start coming here for quality of life. And if one or two make that first jump and they pioneer that that thing at sort of like 27, 28, then the rest will follow. And I honestly believe that it'll happen here in, in MLS. Do you ever think there'll be like a transatlantic league, you know, like an international? It's got to come. Yeah. Got to, yeah. Wouldn't it surprise me at all? Yeah, that yeah, would be... Yeah, uh, that would be... That would be pretty cool, you know. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. We're, we're quite aware of the time as well, Stephen. So I know that you, you know what I was going to say. The same, Chris. To be yeah. with you. You've you've got to shoot off soon, haven't you, Stephen? I do, guys. I'm really sorry. Yeah. I've enjoyed the. No, car, don't be. It's been an absolute pleasure. To talk to you. Uh, thanks for giving up your time, mate. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Cheers, Steve. Anytime, guys. Thanks. It was a pleasure. Thanks. And, uh, and good luck. boys and girls, the one and only Mr. Steve Caldwell. Thank you so much for your service. And thanks, thanks, mate. Good, good luck with Canada. Good luck with Canada until you play England. Cheers, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. There in about another twelve months, we'll catch up with you again, Steve. All right. Sounds good. See you, guys. Be a pleasure. Bye. What a very nice man. What a very nice man. What a very, very nice man. I tell you what, never know what to expect on these interviews. And, and oh, you know, I was thinking, Steve Coldwell, I'm trying to wrap my brains. Oh, yeah, of course, he was with us in the Euros and the Saturday. And, um, you know, he's just he's just been so fluent in in his answering and what have you. Scottish as well. Scottish as well. We can understand him. Yeah. And he didn't have the show. He didn't charge us no, no. He never said murder or girls. The only thing we didn't, the only thing we didn't do with him on was the who. I know. Oh, yeah. I was trying to push. Let's it. Do you it see now. me going like this? Yeah. That means who? Yeah. We can still do it though, can't we? Create yeah, we can still do it. Yeah. Still try and get it. But the clue is that Stephen played with this this guy. Okay. Here we go. Yeah. Okay. I think I think we're on day four of uh, our preseason tour. Um, I know a lot of people are obviously wondering what happened yesterday in the game. Um, first and foremost, I think it was a very good team performance. 
Who's that then? Give mm. mm. people a little while on that, Michael. Yeah, uh, should we get on to your one to eleven? Come Got on. your one to eleven, Michael? Uh, I have. I mean, let's have a laugh. How dare you? How rude! What year are these between? When did you? What was your first game? Tell us what your first game was first, if you can remember. Eighteen seventy-five. Pinky bugger. Nineteen eighty-five. Leeds Blues. Leeds Blues. Leeds Blues. Oh yeah. It was the day of the Bradford fire. Yeah, yeah. We we lost one of our youngsters, didn't we, that day as well? One of the Britain Yeah. The worst game I've ever seen. Hated it. I didn't go for a long time after that, Michael, to be honest with you. No, no, no. This is a team so this is a team made up of players from nineteen eighty five from the to the present day, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And there's yeah, basically, yeah. If I can just find it. Okay, okay man, manager to start with? Uh, Bald Eagle, Jim Smith. Okay. Yeah. Loved him. Yeah. Brilliant manager. Uh, captain. Uh, where's my list? Right, Captain Robbie Savage. Captain? Um, yeah. Mm. Captain different. Savage. <laughs> right, so goalkeeper, uh, Tony Coton. Yeah. Right, yeah. right back, Stevie Carr. Yeah. Yeah. Left back, Martin Granger. Yeah. Two in the middle, Roger Johnson, Scott Dan. Yeah. Um, middle of the park, Mark Ward and Robbie Savage. So, ball winner, ball player. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Burke on the right. Uh, Stan on the left. And up front, uh, the Force and Pesh. Mm, good side, that is. I like that. There's got to be a bit of everything, hasn't it? A nice bit of blend. Nice bit of blend. It's a strange pairing yeah. at the front, though, but... Got, I've got a question the Robbie Savage captain. What was the thought process behind that one? <laughs> Just basically because he winds everyone up. Yeah. And he gets everyone going. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's what he does. It's just, it's just that's someone that he just wears his heart on his sleeve, doesn't yeah. he? So, yeah. You know, and he's somebody you want on your side as well. It'd be a good I mean, captain. You wouldn't want to play against him. It was your choice. You know, I yeah. mean, your, your choice. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was just, yeah. you know, wondering what, 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 uh, what the thought was behind it, and if you say yes, I want I wanted to wind everybody up. Well, well, well all well and good. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And who's your favourite ever? Who's your favourite actual single player in that time as well? I don't know, to be honest. No, the, too many. The, for, for the I amount of time, there's, there's, we've had too many good players. I wish we'd have them all at the same time, um, but we've just had too many. I mean, I, I always played in defence, so I'd probably say Granger. Oh yeah, what a player! Yeah, great player. He's I mean, you could pick, you could pick two, you could pick two teams, couldn't you, that have competed comfortably in the Premier League from the players that we've had in that time. Easily, mm-hmm. you know, you got Cunningham, you got Cunningham and Upson at the back as well, and you know, you do Gary, obviously, who didn't make it in your team, and you know, yeah. Seb Larson, and you know what I mean. There's, some... oh, there's, there's just so many. I mean, when you when you ask the players to pick, I don't know how they do it because I, I, stood, there, I yeah. stood, stood there this afternoon. It's like. Okay, I've got about 8,000 players to pick from then. Yeah. <laughs> and that was just in Barry Fry's days. That's right. Yeah. The, only one that, yeah. the only one that didn't get enough time to do it was Ian Bennett because, you know, he, he was with us for that long. It was, mm. you know, it was too difficult for him to do it, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we've got a few, we've got a few people having a go at the U. So do you want to give them one more? Yeah, go one on more. Me. Here we go. Okay, I think, I think we're on day four of uh, our pre-season tour. Um, I know a lot of people are obviously wondering what happened yesterday in the game. Um, first and foremost, I think it was a very good team performance. Mm. Not Curtis, Curtis, is it? No, what is? Uh, no, I'll give, a, I'll give another clue. He was signed by Lee Clark on loan. 
So that doesn't Ooh. narrow it down much, does it? <laughs> <laughs> it's another tough one this week, isn't it? Yeah. They always are, Mark. You can't make them too easy. Otherwise, it'd be all over. No, no. Yeah. No, no. I, I, I don't actually know, so you'll have to keep an eye on the show. show. I don't know either. I've forgotten. Uh, Rav, is it? Again? Ravel Morrison. Uh, Graham Rav. Haynes has gone Redmond. Mitch Hancock's from Dave Twine. Uh, nope. Jake Jervis from Dave Twine. Do, 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 nope. do, 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 not Jake Jervis. That's a good nope. effort, though. Mm, That's a good Ian, Ian Hambridge. Who? Ian Hambridge. Ian Hambridge. Who's that? No, Reese no. Brown. No. Oh, Reese. Oh, Ian, Ian Hambridge, God rest his soul. Oh, oh, okay. yeah, um, that was the lad who, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm going to say he's not He's not an ex-player. He's no, a no. fan that sadly passed away, wasn't he? Yeah, I yeah, think, yeah. passed away. Yeah. 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 yeah, there's been a few more this week as well, hasn't it's there? It's been awful, hasn't it? Last, the last couple of weeks, it's just been absolutely I, going on. Going on about that, can I say, there was no mention of Frank uh, Worthington Friday night, which I thought they might have mentioned him. Yeah, mm. it was about him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah nothing. Right. Nothing at all. Um can I ask people what their thoughts are on the goings on with the uh, ladies' game? Later? I don't know, Chris, because I don't. I, I, no disrespect, I don't really follow the ladies' game that much, right? Mm, but I've, yeah. I've, I've heard that we may not even have a team next year. Yeah, shocking, I think from from what I saw, the is it Carla Ward, the manager? She mm, came yeah. in. She came in at the start of the season and you know got quite a few new players in. And it looked quite positive at the start, didn't it? We were doing all they were doing okay, but yeah. They've had a few setbacks, you know, obviously a heavy defeat at the weekend and mm. there's a few other issues going on off the field, I believe, isn't there as well, that's causing problems? Yeah, mm. there, was, there, was, there was talk about the training uh, um, facilities Kevin Tomlinson. So forth, yeah. Sorry, I've got to say well done to Kevin Kevin Tomlinson. He deserves a hat Yeah, yeah. Well done. Who With Rob it? Hall. Rob Hall, yeah, well done, Kevin Tomlinson, mate. Well done, mate. Yeah. Uh, Trevor John Smith has gone Curtis Woodhouse, same as me. I thought it sounded very much like Curtis, to be honest with you. Mm. But, no, it's yeah. Rob Hall. It's Rob Hall, yeah. Well done to Kevin Tomlinson. Rob Hall? Who's the guest? Rob Hall. Rob Hall. Rob Hall. I'm just going to play a small clip that I, I believe was um, was on Sky today uh, regarding the Blues ladies. Let's see if we can make it. Out this Birmingham week. City, not, not all's well off the pitch. What can you tell us? That's right, Vicky. Um, I've been made aware of some issues going on between the players at Birmingham City Women and the board, and things aren't looking too good at the moment. I believe a, a letter was written and signed by every single player in the team and sent to the Birmingham City board, and it's not been received too well, I'm afraid. So some of the issues, let me talk them, uh, talk you through them, Vicky. The issues include wages being below minimum wage in some cases, very poor facilities not meeting elite standards, Poor pitches, meaning meaning the women have to train in the domes. And uh, one of the ones that really stands out to me, because I've seen some pictures, is the physio in the rehab room. It's in a porta cabin at the moment. Uh, the bars actually, for the weights, are touching either side of the porta cabin. Uh, this one will make you cringe. Uh, a player's dad actually came in to build a weights rack for the women, and some of the players are bringing in their own equipment as well. But, Vicky, just let me tell you this. One of the major issues would be uh, a fixture against Tottenham. Um, Birmingham City Club could not provide uh, a fully fit squad um, to meet a Tottenham fixture. So instead, the board decided to give the three points to Tottenham Hotspur. <sighs> they are cleared the relegation battle, and Birmingham are in the middle of the relegation battle at the moment. So some real problems going on there at the moment uh, with the players in that squad going up against the board. Uh, I'll spare their blushes. There's other things that I'm hearing. I'm not going to mention it today, but I know 
we're going to hear about it in the coming days as well. And um, we did reach out to them this morning for a comment, but I haven't heard anything back as yet. Oh, I've... Thoughts on that, then? Oh, Chris. That's just typical of our club, isn't it? What <sighs> the hell is going on? We, it's just, that, it's in, it's, it's just a shambles. I'm afraid to say this. You know what? We, as a Joe, football club, are an embarrassment. We're an embarrassment. Ian Hambridge. Ian Hambridge, who's that? Reese Brown. It's all right, no, it's Chris. It's Chris who's continued to play. You've only got one job. Yeah. I mean, for goodness sake, like, not long ago, we were, like, in the FA Cup final, Champions League. You know, we were pretty much up there. And now you hear that those two words again. The board. The board. If that board doesn't pack up and go, God help them when fans get back in that ground, I can tell you. And, and, and you know what? That's a bad thing for me to say, but you, oh my God. It's just it's just a shambles, Nick. It really is. It's shambles from, well, not from top to I'm going to be really honest with you. Paul, I'm going to be really honest. I didn't hear that sky clip until just, mm. right? I am just mortified. Oh, my God, what are we doing? We can't, we're paying less than the minimum wage to... What? And a porter cabin. They went out in the 70s. I liked, I liked Linda's analogy last week. We're just a handbag, aren't we? That's what we are. We're a handbag. Um, and to the board, we're a handbag. We're just a, an accessory. Yeah, yeah. And, and nobody, nobody's, nobody's, give, nobody's putting their heart and soul into it at a director level or above, you know, in the ownership. And that's what it needs. You know, you're running a business, for God's sake. You know, you need to run it properly. Otherwise, it's going to fall Wayne apart. We've uh, advertised the protest billboards. Yes, we have, Wayne, and we'll continue to do so until this lousy, vile, horrible board go, sell our football club to somebody worthwhile, and let's carry on with being what we are. Mm. Go! I've got to be honest, I can't it's... really see the ladies' team, the women's team, being around. Out. I don't think they'll be around for much longer, huh? I can't. Even if no. they just let somebody else, even if we have the same ownership with a different CEO, you know, oh, let's try that. Do you want to turn up for less than minimum wage? Come on. No, no, no. no not when it's your job. It's wrong. It's I doubt mean, they've even got a picture of Lowry behind them. No. <laughs> Painted, matched up, man. <laughs> oh, mate, I'll tell you what. Oh. I mean, before before Don, we had Panos, didn't we? Panos Pavlakis. Mm. It was nothing like this. It wasn't great. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it was run perfect. But yeah. it's a lot better than this. Mm, definitely. Dong's not a CEO, though, is he? Dong's a puppet. Dong's a yeah. puppet. Yeah. He's not a CEO. Yeah. No, that's right. And, sh- and surely the, the the problem that could could arise is that whilst we've still got these these people at the top, we could just swap Dong for a Ding or a Ming. Yeah, mm. yeah. Got more chance of Ming than Ding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's true. I know, you know, you know what I'm trying to say. I have an that's, answer that's, for that, but I really don't. I know. Yeah. Really, I'll say it but, up there. Up. But yeah. Yes, you're right, Chris. And yeah. until 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 this club gets sold, lock, stock, and two smoking barrels, I'm afraid this will continue for you know probably my entire lifetime. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just um, uh, Pete Taylor just says even we had a decent side porter coming in little league, little league at Ward End Park in the early nineties. Oh, it's just embarrassing. It really is. I'm, you know. But yeah, it's 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 all we're all the same club. As someone said earlier, it's just, we're all yeah. the same club of ladies, and you know. Yeah, 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 absolutely. We yeah, all yeah. bear it's we just... all bear the same name of Birmingham City. Well, I mean, there's a lot of other there's a lot of other clubs who, who make sure that the women's team goes from strength to strength, but uh, we're the complete mm. opposite. We're just letting it die. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think you're right. I don't, I don't, I don't think the expectation and the, you know, we're not, we're not a deluded fan group, are we? We don't expect to be in the Champions League and winning the Premier League like like some fans up the road. Um, However, Mm. you know, we do expect to be at least mediocre. Do you know what I mean? Mediocrity, get to that level, you know. And we've seen it in the Premier League. We got to mediocrity in the Premier League on a regular basis, and I'd Mm. I'd, I'd take, I'd, I'd you know, I just hope that one day I can see that again. But will I ever see that again? I don't know. Oh, we got to ninth in the Premier League. That wasn't mediocrity. That was damn good. Yeah. Mm. Well, it's mid-table. Yeah. That's what I mean. That's we, we, won, we won the Carling Cup. We were in Europe. That was damn yeah. good. You yeah, know, yeah. Unfortunately, the rot had started just prior to that yeah. with Carson Young and his uh, air-cutting mm. business. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm afraid we could all do with right now. but <laughs> <laughs> He'd make yeah. a bomb, wouldn't he? Oh, just, I'm just embarrassed. Honestly, I really am. Mm. That's not good. Anyway, let's no. talk about things. Brentford, Tuesday night. Paul, predictions, please. 1-1. One, 1-1. One. One, one. Mark? I was going to say 1-1 one, one as well. I think we'll get a Michael, draw. Michael, without his microphone. No, it's, it's still on. I'm, I'm having a few technical issues. Um, I'm going to be brave. 2-1 Blues. 2-1 Blues, one, Chris. Oh, that's usually what I say. I'm going to go... For, Chris. OK, I'm going to go 3-1 Blues. I'm going to go 2-0 Blues. Yeah. Nothing, right. There's nothing... Nothing to be scared of. Now we've no, got a bit no. of confidence. And the thing is, you you know that going into that game, they're going to give, they're going to get, they're going to have a go. Yeah. Which is a few weeks ago. Or we, we asked for. Or we asked for. Here we go. They're coming in. Right, Jason McDonough, two nil Blues. Paul McCarthy, one nil Blues. Uh, one two to Graham Hines, not to Graham Hines, but to Brentford by the look of that. Two two Travis Smith, Jason Hughes, one two two one Blues. Nigel Mann. 2-0 Blues, Ray Braga, and 1-0 Blues, Wayne Merricks. 2-1 to Brentford from Stephen Gill, and Roy would be happy with a draw. Roy Haywood, 3-3 from Dave Twine, a big scoring mm. game there from Dave. That's I'll just, take a draw. Uh, a slip got- of the... Um, I'm just sorry, I've got a really... I've bitten my tongue really badly, right? Mm. Uh, <laughs> I've got it done half hurt. So if I can't talk properly tonight, you think I'm dribbling. It's not because I'm drunk. <laughs> do you want to do another one nick we've got your favorite team at home on saturday stoke oh yeah <laughs> yeah chip game in it well they got beat against millwall today didn't they yeah so we've got uh, stoke at home so, so between now and next monday we'll be playing brentford away tomorrow like we just said and stoke, and stoke, stoke at home, home. Stoke stoke at home two, on saturday who want to blues against stoke okay i'll go one beat, nil and and i'll do it again i promise you on Saturday night, if we beat, if we beat Stoke, I'll go up the chip shop and get some chips. <laughs> yeah, I was right last week against um, Swansea. Yeah, you were. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, and Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stephen Gill one nil Stoke two nil Blues on Saturday from Craig Courtney one one from Roy Cornish one uh, one Stoke Steve Portman two nil Blues from Paul McCarthy. And Is we must be stoked up for that game. Yeah, ha, ha. Oh, Nigel Mann coming out with a pod. <laughs> would you take Would you take two draws for the next two games? Oh, no. yeah. No. I would. I would. No, I'd, I'd, tell you what, I'd, I'd tell you what I would take, Paul, uh, Mark, sorry. Yeah. I'd take them two wins. Rotherham have gotten beaten again today. Wickham beat Rotherham today, right? I'd take them two wins because then we've got to play Rotherham, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And if we can if we match another six points, and I don't care what they do, Right, I don't care what they do or Coventry, even though I think they won today, didn't they? They did three one, yeah, again, yeah. again. Um, 
my my only interest is Birmingham City. I, I'm not I'm not bothered about any other mm. team. I don't care yeah. who goes. I wouldn't care if Stoke went down. I don't care if Derby go down. I mm. don't care. I do not care. I just want Birmingham City to consolidate their place in the Championship this season, and then mm. we'll leave Bowie with a closed season and see what we can do from a management perspective. Right? Nothing to mm. do with the board. The board have got to keep this out of this. Right? Mm. Keep your noses yeah. out of football because you mm. don't know a thing about it. Yeah. No. Absolutely. It just shows you, though, looking at where Derby are now, it just shows you, doesn't it, how brutal this league is? Because, you know, they were in the playoffs. Well, look, look where they were. You, you, you know, uh, I mean, what are they? Were they 11th yesterday or something like that? I'm not sure. No, I think they were. They've been down there, haven't they, for most of the season? Yeah, That's why they, they, were, they, were, they were proper down there with us last season, weren't they? <clears throat> yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, yeah. Mm. Mm. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Can you say, uh, Mark Ireland says, any chance of getting Chris Burke on, Craig? Working magic. Uh, and, and, and on the subject we just talked about with the, la- the, the ladies, um, more appalling PR for the club. Yeah. yeah. But for this guy to report something as degrading as that and as horrible as that. Mm. Oh, I'll yeah. tell you what is a good. I'll tell you what is a good sign though. There was no press conference with Dong when Bowie was a bit, um, appointed, was there? No. Well, he doesn't want him there as well. Has there been any word from Dong since? Uh, has he still got his porter cabin down at the training ground? Exactly. Probably not. Yeah. 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 You do, mate. Mm. They've moved in. Yeah. Um, it's 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 just a mess from start to finish. Honestly, it really is. Uh, Mark Harland, uh, we're working on Berkey as we speak. Nice one. That's uh, good. Dave Twine says, "I read that Derby could still have points. We've got to not. Okay. Think, we've got to not think about that. We've yeah. just got a feeling. Just do the job. Haven't the AFL decided?" not to take points off anybody during the pandemic. Possibly. That's, bear in mind, because yeah. you can see all these other clubs just getting away with it. Mm. Right, we got our nine-point punishment. Yeah, we nearly went down because of it, but mm. expect everybody else to get away with it. Yeah. Uh, another thing yeah. that's been talked about, and there's been a few comments on here about, about consortiums and... Um, Clubs raising money through schemes. Oh, the, club. the thing is with that, I don't think people realise that it's not it's not a millionaire's game anymore regarding... It is a multi, multi-million billionaire's game. You have to sustain you it, have got, you? you? have got to have a lot, oh. a lot of money. And they talk about just Jasper Carrots uh, and... You turned into Francis. some of that, then. You've got to have a lot, a lot of money. You've got a lot of money. You have, though. And... They're very, very rich people. Very, 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 very rich people. But they're not rich enough. Well, breaking news. Wolverhampton Wonders nil. West Ham United won. Right. Slap a dingle. Slap a dingle. <laughs> Do you mind? We're supposed to be professional. <laughs> Jesse Lingard. When I was invited to come on. <laughs> Lingard scored again for him, innit? Jesse Lingard again. He did fine, Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, he, learned, he must have learned loads of blues, obviously, when he was with us, you know. He's oh, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. making of him. <laughs> yeah, too right. <laughs> no, but I mean, going back to the fans thing, you know, you have to be, like say, a multi-millionaire and you have to sustain it. Yeah. And I don't think there's many of that. It's running costs, Mars. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah. I, I, am, I, I am just sick to the back teeth of worrying about teams like Rotherham. No disrespect to them, but i just sick to death of, you know, worrying about teams like Rotherham. You know, we, you know, we're like Nick always says, we're Birmingham City, you know, and we should be batting at a higher level than what we are. And, you know, for me, whenever mm. we win at the moment, while we've got these people in charge running the club, it just papers over the cracks, doesn't it? You know, and we've got a good manager there. I think we've got a manager now that could take us forward and take us potentially back to the Premier League eventually in time. Yeah. He's got enough about him to do it, I think. How, um, how much do you think all this is affecting him and maybe the team? 
if if any. I think I think from I think from where Bowyer's come from at Charlton, obviously the budget was a lot lower at Charlton, and mm. dare I say it, you know, they're, they're probably in a worse position in, in every aspect than what we are. So for Bo for Bowyer, it's probably it's probably a step up, isn't it? Obviously, but mm. I don't know. I don't. Know. I, I just don't know. <laughs> well, think about how much it affects us, Paul, and what we yeah. hear. We've we've heard that, that that report of Sky News today. You know what? I'm rock bottom now. I can't. I've, after that win against Swansea, you know. Right up there. Now you hear something like that, you're bought yeah. back down again within yeah. a day. Yeah. Huh? We were all but at it's, such it's, a high. We've had so many final day survivals, relegation battles, one season after season after season. And, you know, we've had we've had a few good seasons in the last 10 years under Rarry. And I enjoyed Monk's season as well, and obviously Hewton. But yeah. overall, it's just been batting our, you know, pitching our witch, trying to stay in the league, isn't it? All the time. And it, I'm just fed up yeah. of it now. We need yeah. to move on from it. Yeah. Yeah, it's just zero ambition, is that? No, yeah. No ambition whatsoever. It'd be quite nice I mean, to be have... norm, a normal club. Yeah, yeah, it's a couple yeah, of years normal. of normality. Normal. It's never yeah. going to happen, is it? It's never happened. No. It's never happened. OK, we're, we're, we're into the last five minutes of the show, actually. I didn't really realise that. Oh, so, wow. um, yeah. um, we're Six. beating Swansea the other day. Swansea, Swansea, right? Oh. And my son has bought himself a barge. He's now going to live on a barge on the canal for the rest of his oh, life. Oh, my <laughs> <laughs> so tonight, for the last five minutes, ladies and gents, anything to do with waterways, anything to do with waterways and football, waterways and football, and I'll go with Swansea as a starter because oh, you see on the on the canals, don't you? Can I have, can I say Danny drink water? Oh, Danny <laughs> drink water. Yeah, <laughs> cogs are cogs are turning now. I can see them on Martin. Yeah. Can I say Didier yeah. Deschamps? Can you say who? Known as the water carrier. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't understand that. I like so, that. Yeah. What about tap? What about Giovanni Tapatoni? Tap. Like it. Okay. Are we on, we're not on Sky tomorrow, are we? It's um, Blues TV, and it's tomorrow. I hope so. Uh, yeah. 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 Blues TV. Mm. I, I always used to moan when we were on Sky because we never used to get good results, but that's a couple of times at home now. We've, we've done all right, haven't we? So. I know. I know. Uh, I know. Uh, 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 Nick, I've just seen the best one. Go on. Canoe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like it. <laughs> yes. Like David Weir, John Drain, uh, Andy Cole, Nigel Squashy. <laughs> oh, dear. Peter Lubbertanks. <laughs> oh, Brummy, E A U. Oh, Brummy. My stitches are hurting. Go away, the liar. Coldwell. <laughs> canoe, I like, I like the canoe. Uh, Nicola Lock Madsen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Paul Van Dam, how? Scott Dam, Scott Dam, yeah. <laughs> oh, what about, what about Argentina, Argentina. Oh, we got Ricky Otter. Ricky Otter. <laughs> <laughs> In Charlton, you used to have a centre half as well called Mark Fish. Mark Brooks. Mark Fish, yeah, yeah, Mark, Mark Fish. Fish. Yeah, South African. Oh yeah. my God. Ultra yeah. Water. Anyway, Gary Rowett. Like it. Yes, Gary Rowett. Oh, yeah. Rowett, yeah. 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 Oh dear. Otter. Oh, you've got the national side, Argentina. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. What about Wayne Bridge? Mediterranean nafti. That's a good one. Maradama. 
<laughs> oh, this is, good. this is quite a good one. Leak. Oh. Yeah, that's brilliant. <laughs> Leak. Okay, oh, yeah, I'll take it. What did we make of his performance on Friday, Leco? I think his best performance. Best performance since he joined, to be honest. Mm. Yeah, I think so. Oh, yeah, the with Martins. I think we've got to play there. I think I think we've got to play there. You know, with the right coaching. I think you know oh, if we can, yeah. if we, if, if, when he gets into threatening <laughs> positions, if he can be coached properly to, you know, pr- pr- provide the right ball at the right time, we could have a good coach player on our hands there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah definitely. What, he's uh, he's fine. The Charlton, the Charlton, and the player. What, yeah. what about what about um, Harley Dean? His last. I think he's, he's come I on and he's, he's, he's found his he's found his captaincy again at the minute, hasn't he? Mm. Well, I thought him and Roberts were were, were, were excellent uh, on Friday night. Really good. Oh, yeah. And that's yeah. the most threatening. That was the most threatening I've ever seen Mark Roberts' throw-ins as well since he's no. been here. Mm. Yeah, yeah. We actually, won a, we actually won a penalty. Even though we didn't score it, we actually won a penalty off one. Yeah. It is strange. It's, he's, still, he's still not liked by everybody, is he, Harley Dean? No, not mustard, oh. isn't he? Mm. We've got George Weir just coming. <laughs> <laughs> what, what about, what about um, the most obvious one, Mark Sale? Yeah. <laughs> Charlie Lee. If, if Dean keeps playing like he did Friday, he'll do for me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, another good one from Ray Christoph to Gary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, blimey, blimey, blimey. <laughs> you lot might have a You really do. Oh, crikey, look at the time. Oh, look at the time. Oh, yeah. Well, what can we say? Flies, didn't it? I, yeah. there. I, I know we should have done it a little bit earlier, but my God, that was funny. That was funny. Um, right, OK, so two games before we meet again, then Brentford and Stoke. Let's hope we can sit here smiling. A week next Monday at 7.30. We'll be back at the normal time next next week, 7.30. And uh, we can pick up some points and start to pull away from <laughs> evil, horrible, breaking news, Wolves nil, West Ham 2, relegation zone. <laughs> <laughs> lots and lots of thanks to Paul Hipkiss tonight. Thank you very much. My pleasure as always. Keep rolling. And as always, good old Mark Andrew Adams. Stay safe, everyone. Have a good week. On our fan cam this week, I know he was a little bit dumbstruck earlier. He was a bit overall. But <laughs> <laughs> and, and that was just you, Nick. Keep going. Nick. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. That was just you, Nick, because he, he watches you every week, Nick. He's, uh, I, know, I, I know. I mean, we need that Lowry to auction, don't we? We need that. <laughs> 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 Thanks, Michael. 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 <laughs> and from the staff, good night, God bless Kate. Take care. Keep right on. Let's hope uh, six points next two games and uh, let's hope some decent good news for a change because uh, not much on the horizon, is there? When you think about it. This has been the Talk and Talk Show sponsored by Ball Sports, our good friends at SAS Autos, Borsy Labour Club, and a good garrison copy company with our good friends at uh, Accessi Blues and the Blues Trust. If you want to join the Blues Trust, it's £5 a year or £20 for five years. Join in, have a voice. Have you say? Good night. God bless. Take care. Good night. Good chance of super blues, ringing all around. Now all you blue boys know what we mean. We are the last Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.